You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, and you are tuned into the Decoding Success Podcast for our monthly Q&A, which I am pumped for, first and foremost, because we got, yet again, amazing individuals asking amazing questions that I know a lot of you are going to be able to resonate with. So, with that said, shout out to all of you tuned in right now. Really grateful you are here rocking with us yet again. If it's your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Really excited to have you. Now, if you are wondering why or how people are asking questions, well, I wanted to make an episode that was based around the community, and what better way than to ask individuals in the community if they have any questions they want answered live on the air, right here, right now. So that's exactly what we did. And now, if you are wondering how or where you're able to ask questions, I put out a post every, I want to say, third or fourth week of the month asking for questions for the upcoming month's episode. So you can find that post on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm putting it everywhere. So just keep up with me on social. You'll be able to find my social links in the show notes of this episode. Now, this episode right here, this Q&A monthly episode is brought to us by our amazing partnership with Gen M. So if you're a business owner, if you're someone that's a decision maker, or a top level management, C-suite, whatever the case is, and you're looking to scale your business, Gen M provides us all with the opportunity to do so at an effective and affordable rate. I'm telling you, this is affordable. So if you're a startup or hey, maybe you're just bootstrapping and you're not a startup, whatever the case is, right? I highly suggest checking out Gen M, which will be able to provide you with a remote intern. Now, I give so much credit to this company for doing this because it has been an absolute game changer for my agency in New York City called 1B Branding. We've used the platform multiple times. I've referred many people. I know many people that tune into these episodes have done the same and have got their interns. An absolutely amazing platform, which I highly suggest you checking out. And to do so, to check it out, check out the link in the show notes of this episode. I promise it is an absolute game changer. But with that said, it is now time Time to dive into the Q and A. So, for the first question, here we go. Hey, Matt, this is Gus from GG Mechanical Contractors. We are a local heating and air conditioning company that is family owned and operated for over 30 years. From residential to commercial, from new installs to service, we get the job done at a fair and reasonable price. My question for you today, Matt, is how can I take my business to the next level? I feel like we grew a lot over this past summer, and I want to keep the momentum going into the fall and winter. Thank you for your time, Matt, and thanks for everything you do. Gus, my man, first and foremost, I want to give you a shout out because I really, really admire a characteristic of yours, and I'm really grateful that you asked this question as well. And the characteristic that I want to shout out or kind of highlight that you have, as do all of the individuals that are asking questions on this show today and in past episodes and in future episodes, is the fact that you are willing to ask questions, right? You don't have an ego stopping you, and I think that's a really big part of life to understand that we're all works in progress. We don't all have every single thing in life 
figured out there's probably ways for us to level up, as you mentioned in your question, in multiple facets, not just in business, but in life in general. So Gus, you know, I really wanted to point that out, man. I really do admire that in you and all the other individuals that are hopping on here to ask questions and things of that nature. Now, to your question, how can your business level up? You said that you had an amazing summer and hey, you've been in business for many years. So I want to give you a huge shout out for that. That's not an easy feat and you've been able to do it. And, you know, I'm going to actually answer your question by asking you, what was it that you did when it came to the spring and summertime where you were able to see the results? You know, do you have any metrics that were measurable that says, okay, we did X, Y, and Z here. We did A, B, and C here. We did M, N, and O here. M, N, and O worked. X, Y, and Z kind of worked. A, B, C definitely didn't work, right? Where are those things? And I'm going to call them things. That might not be a really great freaking word to use, right now, but where are those elements in your business that you're able to look at and say, okay, we did this and this worked because of this. We did that and it did not work because of that, right? I think it comes down to really just understanding and identifying what it is that worked and what it is that didn't work. Did you do something different? Did you maybe catch a quote unquote and I hate to even use this word, but were you just lucky, right? I think those are all things that need to be taken into consideration to be able to keep momentum. And listen, you've caught momentum. Congratulations on that again. You've been able to catch momentum. And I think that's something that all of us need to find in our lives, whether that is from a personal development standpoint, whether that is from a business standpoint, whatever the case is, we need momentum because when we have momentum, we are able to roll down the hill a lot quicker. So Gus, I don't necessarily have a magic formula to be able to give you off of this question right here. You know, I don't also, I really don't necessarily know the ins and outs of your business, but what I can tell you is that you've achieved success for years already. How can you build systems around what you've implemented within that business to continuously achieve success? And the reason I say that is because, I mean, this is something that I do all the time with my business, with my podcast, with my speaking engagements. I see what works. I see what doesn't work and I either recalibrate what doesn't work to try it one more time, recalibrate it again to try it the third time. What works, I'll keep doing it until it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work at some point, I'll again recalibrate it. I think you need to find a way to build out a timeline, uh, a quarterly timeline or a yearly timeline or something of that nature, which will help you be able to identify and actually measure, and when I say measure, I mean like literally take into account specific, specific details of what's working and what's not. It all comes down to systems, Gus, and I think that's something that we all need to implement in our lives, and this is way beyond business. I think I think that's actually the best answer for that. It comes down to systems, and that's the deep-rooted answer. Of course, the surface level would be, hey, what are the what are the metrics that are clicking? What are the, you know, tools and activities and tasks that are clicking for you, whether that's cold calling or cold emailing or, you know, door knocking or referrals or testimonials or, or something of that nature, right? And I think putting systems in place to be able to optimize each of the practices that are benefiting us in life and in business is how we level up and we level up at a pace that is better or quicker, I should say, than us just kind of shooting aimlessly and 
take it from someone that's been there. I have shot aimlessly plenty of times. And you want to know what? I appreciate you asking this question, Gus, because something I did today was shooting aimlessly. So I'm going to have to punish myself on that one. But, (laughs) you know, I think it's a part of business, man. I think it's a part of business. But that is the answer, man. It comes down to identifying what it is that has worked for you, how you can apply it into your initiatives coming into the fall and the winter months. And hey, man, listen, if if you want to hop on a call, let's hop on a call. I'm not going to send you an invoice for a consulting fee. Let's talk about it. I would love to be able to help you more in depth. But to keep it juicy and to keep it broad, uh, in a sense, for everyone that's listening, how are you able to level up in life or in business? It's finding things that work for you, things that don't work for you, and building systems around the ones that are propelling you to new heights in life. Now, every everyone's going to have different things that work for them, whether that's waking up at 5 a.m. or going to the gym at midnight. I, I don't know. Like, whatever works for you on the personal side, whether that's reading a million books a year or reading two, right? Everyone's different. So I think what we all need to do is be super self-aware of ourselves and super self-aware of our businesses, if that's even kind of a way to put that. But, you know, get the nitty gritty, find out what works, what doesn't work and implement the system. So Gus, thank you so much for asking that question. And now on to question number two. Hey man, hope you're doing well. My name is Adrian Nuno. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I have a brand called the Nuno Twins that I have with my twin brother, Andrew, where we seek to use art as activism and kind of tap into underrepresented communities and topics. But my question is, what is one aspect of a brand that you feel most people often overlook? Adrian, great question, man. This is really, really a great question. I'm really pumped to answer this, maybe because it's along the lines of branding and you know how much I love that. But seriously, this is a phenomenal question. I think it will be something that resonates with a lot of individuals that are tuned in to this episode right here. And I want to give you a shout out for asking the question as well. Really appreciate that. So what is an element or an aspect of a brand that goes overlooked? Like I said, phenomenal question. And I'm going to give you an answer that is applicable to both personal brands. For those that don't have businesses, I want to keep it broad. So I'm going to give you an answer that resonates with those personal brands and is also applicable and will resonate with business brands. And I actually think the answer is the same exact thing. And the way I'm going to convey this is exactly this way. Branding is the art of differentiation. I'm going to say that one more time. Branding itself is the art of differentiation. Now, The beautiful thing about that, and again, this goes for businesses as well, so if I say something like you or personal, just understand that it's applicable to both senses of this. Now, the only thing we all have in common is the fact that we have differences. You can't find me someone in this world that looks just like you, Adrian. You can't find me another business that is exactly like my agency 1B branding, right? It's just, it's not possible because my hands are the ones that crafted that. And, you know, we were crafted by a greater power, but you get exactly what I'm saying. So with that said, branding is the art of differentiation. There is no commonality in each of us or in each of our businesses other than the fact that it has differences. So the the aspect or the element that goes overlooked when it comes to branding is the fact that we oftentimes forget, I'm going to use the word forget, even though that's being kind of polite here, we oftentimes quote unquote forget that we need to remain authentic. Authenticity is the element or the characteristics that I, or characteristic, I should say, that I oftentimes 
come across individuals doing things that isn't truly aligned to them. I am guilty, and the reason I can talk on this is because I'm guilty. There have been times in business and in personal that I said to myself, you know what, I really like what that fellow over there is doing, I'm gonna do the same exact thing. Now the problem with me doing the same exact thing, or the problem with anyone copying in that sense, is the fact they're not putting their creative twist on it. And they're not applying it to their life, their whatever, right? I think that is really, really important to understand. Now, with that said, it doesn't mean that you can't be someone that imitates to innovate. But the whole thing is, if you're going to imitate, whether that's with your personal brand and creating content or eBooks or this or that, or whether it's your business brand, whatever the case is, if you are going to imitate, you cannot forget about the innovate. And that innovate includes your creativity or your your team's creativity, the individuals that represent you's creativity, right? I think that is super, super important. And the reason I'm able to speak on this on behalf of many other individuals and many other brands that have done this, it comes down to the fact that I have imitated, but didn't innovate in my own way. And I just took without changing. And I'm not saying I plagiarized or anything like that. So I don't want it to be misinterpreted in that sense. But, you know, I definitely found things to to be working for others and I've adapted them. And we see it time and time again. Now, we often see this with personal brands, but we also see it with business brands, although it's less likely to see it with them because we don't have all of the nitty gritty details. And, you know, we don't always follow big brands as we do, you know, the, I mean, personally, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't really follow any companies. I don't follow a Nike or an Apple on Instagram or on Twitter or, or any of these companies, you know, or any of these platforms, I should say. But at the end of the day, man, I think that is the element or the part of branding that I feel is missing or very much so overlooked in today's day and age. I feel like it comes down to the fact that individuals and brands themselves forget to remain authentic. And it's because of the fact that we are looking for hyper results in a very hyper uh, way, you know, where we're looking for it on demand and we see things work and we want to adapt to that instantly. And I I think that is the the best way to answer this. And, you know, I, I would love to open discussion. If you're someone that is looking for help with their personal brand, if any way I could be of value, whether that is with my company or just with myself, you know, any way that I could be of value to helping you all develop, feel free to reach out to me. You all can find me on social. The the links are in the show notes of this episode. I would love to help any way possible. Seriously. You know, if you're stuck or if you don't know where to start or if you're plateauing or if you're just struggling, like, I don't, even if you're excelling, even if you're freaking excelling, I just had a call with an amazing individual the other day who what I said that really fast, didn't I? I had a call with an amazing individual the other day, and the call was all about helping him propel his personal brand, and he's already crushing it, you know? So if I could be of value to anyone's business or anyone's personal brand, feel free to reach out. Let's talk about it. I want to help you remain authentic in all of your initiatives across the board. So Adrian, again, man, I appreciate your question, and we are now on to question number three. Hi, Matt. Francis Prado from San Diego, California, the inventor of Hanging Secrets. And my question is from a branding perspective. When I post on social media for my business for Hanging Secrets, should my post only be in English 
or can I make them bilingual in Spanish and English? Or should I create a post only in English and then a separate post in Spanish? For my personal brand, I do about 60% bilingual and 30% solely in English, and the 10% I mix it up. But I'm not too sure if I should use that same strategy for hanging secrets. We'll love your opinion. Thank you. Hey, Francis, great question. First and foremost, really grateful you asked it. Super excited to hear from you and, you know, amplify the amazing product that you've made for women all across the globe. Absolutely amazing job you've done thus far. Now, in regards to your question, it's a really, really good one. And I think there's a really big takeaway. You know, whenever we're creating plans to distribute content across our channels, both personally or you know, for our businesses, it really comes down to understanding two things in my opinion. Number one, who are your current followers? Who are the people that are already interacting with your page? Who are the people that view your stories and things of that nature? And number two, who do you want to be the ones following you? And the reason why I say this is for multiple reasons, you know, and in your specific case, Francis, you know, you mentioned if you should be putting out bilingual posts. Now, if you have majority of your followers, both personally or business-wise, that are Spanish speaking or whatever the case is, right? Or maybe they're just English speaking. You know, I think that's how you get the answer to it. And you might not necessarily know the answer to that question just by looking or going in depth from page to page because that is very time consuming. But, you know, you want to at least be able to cater to the ones that are engaged. So just the random idea off the top of my head is to put up like an Instagram story or a Twitter or a tweet or a post on LinkedIn or whatever the case is, wherever your business pages pages are present and just say, hey, I would love to know. Just ask. I think there's nothing wrong with asking how to cater to your community. And I think what that will show community members is that you actually care about them. You know, so if you haven't yet, just think about it. What can you do to be of value to them? And I think that is a great start. You know, so this is such a great question because it really goes to show how important it is to get a firm understanding of who the people are that are following you out of those people that are following you who are the ones that are engaging with you because you know with these algorithms these days on social media and I'm no social media expert and I don't really think there are any social media experts to be quite honest I think there are content experts I don't think there are social media experts but with that said you know when it comes down to these social media platforms continuously changing their algorithms and changing up the game it is really daunting at times to see your engagement decrease because of that. The more followers you get, sometimes the less people see your posts. It's really weird. So with that said, you know, you just want to put out a little teaser to them. See who's actually engaging with you. Get a feel for those individuals. And I think that right there is going to be the answer to your own question. You know, it's going to elaborate on who the individuals actually are. So, with that said, for anyone that is tuned in and has similar questions when it comes to creating content, whether for their personal brand or for their business brand, just get a firm understanding of who you want to follow you, who is your target, 
and who is currently following you. Then go deeper on the currently following, see who's engaging, seeing who's not, right? Clean, clean it up a little bit. I think that's a, a little trick that you could all do and something that I could probably do as well is clean up our, our page. Not necessarily the content we're putting out, but are there any dead accounts? Are there any dead bots? Things of that nature, right? We want to get rid of those things so our engagement rates will spike. Now, Francis, I really, really appreciate you asking this question. If you need me to go deeper on it, feel free to reach out to me. You have my contact information. And if anyone else is looking for help developing content strategy and things of that nature, I would love to be of value to you, whether you are a personal brand looking to continuously grow, or if you're a business brand just looking to grow as well, right? I would love to help anyone and be of value to anyone on this topic because, hey, that was my background for just a few years with Damon John of Shark Tank, right? So if I could be of value on that topic, I would absolutely love the opportunity to do so and be of value to this community that is so valuable to me. Francis, again, thank you for the question. It was a very, very good one, very important one, and it stresses the importance of how much we all need to know our followers, right? And and those that are engaging with us. So Francis, thank you again. I truly do appreciate it. Now on to question number four, which is going to be our last question of the show. Hi, Matt. Thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast. My name is Andreas Yeager. I'm director of operations for Shedwell. We are a killer employee scheduling app based in the cloud. And I was wondering um, what you think is the best way to prove the value of a SaaS solution. Thanks. Andreas, my man, first and foremost, I am really grateful for you asking this question. I think it's a really important one, and I'm just going to reframe it, rephrase it just a little bit so more people can get a grasp in regards to how they can prove the value of their product, whether their product is personal, or maybe it's a SaaS solution or whatever, maybe a branding agency like my own, right? And I think the answer comes down to... Providing unsolicited value through giving, by giving. And I am very confident that Shedwool and whomever else listening may have already done things of this nature, but it's also oftentimes forgotten about after we reach certain points in our journeys and our careers that we don't necessarily want to give without receiving. And Andreas, I don't think that this is your your doing. I, I'm just saying in a very general context, so I don't want to be mis- interpreted here. I'm just saying that we can never move from the basics, right? Uh, we, we can never forget the basics. As great as it is to be able to continuously grow, we, we can't forget where we came from. And the reason why I bring up giving without expecting anything in return, which even does mean giving for free, right? Without expecting a monetary return. I believe that is a very important and key in growing nationally and growing globally. And I'm going to give you an example here. So Andreas, if I'm in your shoes, if I'm in you and Corey Warfield's shoes, and you're looking to continuously grow Shedwool, what I'm doing is this. And Andreas, again, I don't know 
much about the back end of Shedwool, meaning I don't know financial numbers, I don't know things of that nature. I'm just giving you a general context here, and I want people to be able to interpret this for themselves. And what I'm about to say is this. If I'm in your shoes, Andreas, what I am doing today is finding five people in all 50 states. Five people in all 50 states that I know and Listen, we are living in a very condensed world. Trust me, I know you know this, but for those that don't, you can get in contact with anyone. Anyone you want to get in contact, you can. And I'm not saying the people in the five states that I would be getting in touch with in your situation, Andreas, is massive influencers. I want to get in pe- get in touch with people that will find value in my product and in this case in Shedwool, it doesn't have to be a massive influencer. It just has to be someone that will find it to be a value. So what I'm doing is finding five people per state. Five people per state that I know can benefit from my company's product. What I'm doing from there is reaching out to them and saying, hey, I came across your profile, I came, or I know you, I know your background, and I wanna be able to provide you with a tool that can be of value to you or to your business. Are you interested in trying this out? Yes or no, right? And if they say no, no hard feelings. You move on from it. You find someone else to fill in that fifth loop. I would go on a massive, massive value adding spree. And, you know, it's rather difficult to grasp this from time to time. And in fact, I mean, I'm talking from my own personal experience. I kind of got in my own way when it came down to this. I found myself saying, why would I need to give out product for free when at the end of it, you know, at the end of the day, I have a proven track record with many, many notable figures and companies and things of that nature. Why would I have to do this? Why would I have to give something for free? But at the same time, I I really should. I really should just to prove my point. So what I'm doing with this massive nationwide value adding spree to prove the value of my product is to be able to connect with those five people, random five people, people you know, give it to them for free. And at the end of their trial, what you need to do is two things. This can go two ways. They could either love it and they're going to want it, or they're going to say, I am not interested. And if they say, I'm not interested, what you're to do from there is to create a feedback loop. Can you please provide us with feedback to better improve our product? Consume the data, right? Consume all the data that's given to you. Combine it throughout all of the states, throughout all of the individuals that you've reached out to. From there, combine that data. Find the common trends. Are people saying it's user-friendly? Are people saying they love the design or they hate the design? Or, right, find those common trends. When those common trends come back to you, that is how you know what you need to add to your product. Then, when you make the additions to your product, from there, you are to reach back out to those people and say, hey, we valued your opinion so much, we wanted to offer you another trial with the 
the additions that you suggested us to make. And that's exactly how you'll provide value to even the people that didn't find your product to be of value because now they're gonna say, wow, this person really cares about us. And then from there, you're gonna have one more shot or another shot, I should say, at being able to land them as a client. The other people, on the other hand, who love your product, well, that's great. They may love it, but they also may not want to purchase it. So from there, that's when you kind of have to show them why you need to purchase this, right? Have them, or maybe you have some way to be able to collect data from... Uh, pre-product trial to post-product trial and compare the two and say, hey, do you not like results? Be frank with them. Say, do you not like these results? Right. And if you're not providing results through your product, then that's another feedback loop for you to be able to improve your product. And again, Andreas, I'm just speaking in a very general context. I don't want you to think that I'm saying this specific to Shedwell. I'm just saying in general, this is an absolute amazing way to be of value and to prove the value of your product. It's by giving unsolicitly. Or if that's even a word, I don't know if that's a word, but we're going to go with that. Unsolicitly. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> but regardless, I, I think we're going with that anyway. And this goes the same for, for literally anyone. Literally. It's not just SaaS products and, and SaaS solutions. It's for, I don't care if you're building websites. I don't care if you're designing graphics. I don't care if you're creating new laptops or cell phones. You know, you need to prove the concept because at the end of the day, if the concept's not proven on a grand scale, on a mass scale and it's really only proven internally sure having a proof of concept on the internal is great for company morale it's great for company confidence and that's kind of the start but you need to prove it to people on levels right on multiple different levels it's not just billy bob in freaking wisconsin it's great if billy bob knows the importance and the value that the product gives off or, or provides, but at the same time, Billy Bob in Wisconsin is not Billy Bob in Los Angeles or Billy Bob in Tennessee or Billy Bob in Dallas or Austin or Billy Bob in Orlando. You get what I'm saying, right? You need to put this product in people's hands on a mass scale. I'm not saying give out every single product for free. I don't want to be misinterpreted as that. But what I am saying is you need to roll out a campaign to important figures that will benefit from the product and will benefit you in the long term. Because at the end of the day, we are all playing the long game. I do not want this to be forgotten. We are all playing the long game. It is not something we're playing for short term. And that is something that we all tend to fall into the trap of every now and then, including myself. I am not not guilty. I, I am not innocent of this. I am guilty of this. We love short-term pleasures, but we are in the game for the long haul. It is part of the journey to do things like this. So when it comes to being able to elaborate on the value of any product, I think that we cannot shy away from the basics. And the basics just so happen to be providing value in an unsolicited manner. It is crucial 
It is crucial if you want to get the word out there, if you want to show the value of your product to do this. Now, some companies move past this stage. And if you don't feel like you're past this stage, it is something I highly suggest you explore. Now, I don't care if you've been in business for 10 years. I don't care if you've been in business for seven years. Are you really past this stage? Do enough people know the value of your product, right? If you're looking to scale, I highly, highly suggest this. So Andreas, I really appreciate you answering this, man, because it is a much, much larger question than just SaaS companies or SaaS solution companies. So I appreciate you asking this because like I said, man, it it, it can apply to so many different people, even yourself personally, if you're a personal brand looking to speak on more stages, you have to get your yourself in touch with event host on a grand scale. You need to offer your services for free. You need to be able to then take content and promote in those areas where you've spoke. If I'm from New York and I want to speak in Cali, well, my best bet may to maybe to, you know, offer my services for free to get out there. Me just pitching and pitching and pitching and asking for money or looking for money in return. Cool. Like that's the hustle. I get it. But if you get out there, you speak in Cali, someone in the audience out there may see you and they'll be like, wow, we want you at our event. And that's when you get paid, right? Oh man, I can go on for days with this. Andreas, I appreciate this question, man. It's a really good one and it's super applicable everywhere. So on that note, I'm going to wrap it up because we, we've we definitely been rolling for a little bit now. And honestly, if you're, if you're still rocking with us here, I appreciate you tuning in. Everyone, I appreciate the questions. Gus, Andreas, Adrian, Francis, I appreciate all of you for asking questions. If you want your question answered on the next episode, make sure you hit me up via email. Make sure you keep up with us on the social media platforms. You can find all of my social channels linked in the show notes of this episode episode. And if you found this to be of value to you, I highly suggest sharing it because you can also be of value to someone else by doing so. I think that's really, really important. Now, we've also been on the hunt to continuously get ratings and reviews for our show. If you are logged in, if you are listening from an Apple device, if you are on a MacBook Pro, if you are on an iPad, if you're on any type of MacBook, I should say, if you're on an iPad, an iPhone, something of that nature where you're able to leave a review, it would mean the absolute world to us. I know I put this in every episode. I'm not here to nag you. I'm not here to try and you know, drain you of this. But if you haven't yet, leaving a rating and a review is super meaningful. And I'm not saying leave us five stars. I never ask for five stars. I may have once or twice, but I realize that I want your genuine feedback. If you think, Matt, your podcast sucks, which... We might have beef after that, but seriously, I I don't care. I just want your genuine feedback. I want to know how we continuously improve this show. So with that said, hit me up on social if you want your questions answered. Make sure you leave a rating and review. If you haven't shared this episode yet, there is some amazing questions being answered from some amazing individuals, so make sure you do that as well. Everyone, I appreciate you. Be blessed. Peace.